You're listening to the My Therapist Friend Podcast. Here's your host, David Wormuth. And James. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not adulting today. I'm, <laughs> I'm having a lot of trouble adulting, home. keeping yeah. track of what I'm supposed to be doing. So, yeah. Well, oh. James, we're super excited that we have two new guests with us today. And uh, these guests are... My name's Kelsey. My beautiful, amazing, <laughs> beloved wife. Yes, yeah. thank you for having me. And I'm Brandon Nelson. Oh, yeah, and him. <laughs> <laughs> their uh, their husband, their husband wife. Not me. No, <laughs> me <and> Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> it's polygamy. <laughs> husband brother. <laughs> Stop. My, our vows have a whole new meaning now, don't they? Yeah. I'm just joking. We're not into that. Okay. So we are excited about today's theme topic. It is adulting. Something that we all have to do, go through life, and sh- he never silences his soul. Still struggling to adult. Sorry, let me... Okay. He never saw his phone. I'm glad that didn't happen at church. (laughs) It's been embarrassing. So, we're all kind of in different stages in life and in adulting, and and it can be hard to navigate and and to go through. So, we figured that would be a real interesting topic. And before we dive into that, we kind of wanted to know a little bit more about Brandon and Kelsey. So, Brandon, kind of share with us just a little bit about who you are, what you do. And Kelsey, you who after that. Who are you? Oh, who, 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 who. I really want to know. <laughs> All right, sorry. Is that CSI? I don't know. It's been, you ever have that where you just like who go off you? the cuff on something? You're like, and see, my mind, when from? you started going to that tune, my mind went uh, Finding Nemo. Shark Tank, ooh aha. You know, I don't know why. Who are you? Ooh aha. Because oh. you said, who, who. No, I said, who. Are you? It sounds good too. Who, 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 who? I said I really want to know. Hey, Louis Armstrong. I'm like Jim Belushi, (laughs) Blues Brothers. Is there a harmonica sound on here? Okay, I'm getting off track. Sorry. So, Brandon, Brandon, who who are you? Um, well, obviously, I'm Brandon. I am a student for therapy and psychology. Uh, I'm not employed right now. That's about it. Okay. Yeah. So you, how, what, this is your first year, right, in school? Yeah. And, uh, okay, we'll talk a little bit more about that here in a little bit. All right, Kelsey. Well, I am James's wife. Um, That's a full-time job right there. It, it certainly <laughs> is, yes. So I'm a babysitter. But, but also I think my mom blessing. gives her a monthly stipend <laughs> so I don't come back to the house. <laughs> her mom's like, anytime Kelsey calls, your mom freaks out. And is making, Listen, Please. you signed the contract. He's not coming back home. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so you're a wife? Yes, I'm a wife. Um, I also work um, as an account manager for a folding carton plant. That sounds exciting. It really yeah. isn't. I know. Folding. Yes. Cartons. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Yeah, Yeah. It, it's not nearly you're as exciting. You're in HR, exciting. though, right? Yeah, so my degree is in HR, and that's what I would love to do mm-hmm. um, eventually full-time. But I'm in this role right now. Um and you know, with hopes that maybe one day, maybe move up into an HR role there. Mm-hmm. So, and but you know, put in my time world. now and take over the world. Yeah. Yes, 
Absolutely. All right. So let's do a little introduction game where each person will share something about themselves to let the listeners, the viewers know more about who you are as a person. James is already sweating. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's just how he is. I heard a couple of those like, <clears throat> and I was I thought it was me. And so I was like, <laughs> I was like, boom. Bro. My <laughs> spirit is also in this room right now. Brandon's you did the, the candy man thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the blue baby. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So here's the question. Each person's going to share off the top of their head, what is a movie that caused you to cry? Think of a movie that caused you to cry, whether it was a childhood, adulthood, but let's just talk a little bit about that emotion behind it, your thoughts behind it, that what that experience was like for you. Uh, so let's go ahead and start with James. Mine would be, oh I, man. I feel like we're going to have the same answer. Okay. Then because I'll, we choose, talk, I'll choose something I know it. I've only seen and I've only cried to. Because I know nobody else in here is going to even know this. The so, Land Before Time. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the brave little toaster. But <laughs> he unplugged from the wall. Wow. Really stepped I out on a <laughs> He didn't Stop. even care about his manufacturer <laughs> warranty. He was going to go adventure and see. Anyways. No. So there's this movie called Hesher. Usher? Hesher. Usher's H- cousin. H- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've never heard of it. Is this anyway. like one of those underground snuff films that you've watched? No. <laughs> it's like a, it was like, I think it was an independent movie. It's got the guy from uh, 50-50 in it oh. with Seth Rogen. He's got, he, he gets diagnosed with cancer. He's like in his 20s or like early 30s. Anyways, Jordan, Jordan Gordon something. Yes. Jordan yep. Gordon Lovitz. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. Yeah, he was in the... Yeah. Um, it was a very obscure movie. It didn't get a lot of play. Briefly it what it's about. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Yeah, so it's called Hesher, and it starts out... It sounds like I, a drug name. Like, I, are you on that Hesher? He, yeah, so he's, <laughs> he's like a dude. He's covered in tattoos. Mm-hmm. It's like crazy. But the story is not about him. The story is about this little boy, and then Rain Wilson plays his father, and does a really good job. I will. I might Who's add. Rain Wilson from the Office. Dwight oh, from the oh, Office yeah. does a really good job. And basically, the mom has passed away in this like car wreck, and it's like about this family working through that loss. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean to each of them? And Hesher is a person in the movie, but to me personally, when I watched it, it to me it felt like. He was the embodiment of all those emotions that everybody was dealing with. Mm-hmm. He would make things happen like this kid gets picked on. And he drives the kid to the bully's house and they catch his car on fire. And it's like Not this... sound advice. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> Took my keys. <laughs> it, it is a movie. Cheering on your own background. Cheering yeah. on. Yeah. Burn it. <laughs> but uh, like I said, there's a scene at the end of the movie. Rain Wilson, who's the dad, and this kid are living with their grandma. Hesher just moves into the house. Mm-hmm. Just comes in, sets down, intrusive doesn't care about anybody else or what anybody else is doing. That's why I feel like they would have called the cops, right? Like if this was 
but this guy is like the embodiment of all the negative feelings that they're having in the moment. Mm -hmm. They're working through it, trying to learn how to cope with the loss of mom or wife, right? And they're living with Rain Wilson's mom, so grandma, right? And she's kind of she does this uh, this analogy in one point of the movie where she's basically talking. Anyways. The grandma is very wise. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to break the whole thing down. Zach, you can cut out a little bit of this. But, uh, no. So I don't have to see the movie now. Grandma is like wise, and she's like the only one that is able to c confront this like Hesher guy, right? This embodiment of all this negative emotion, mm -hmm. and she passes away at the end of the movie. And Hesher, the boy, and Rain Wilson are all. Like Hesher shows up and he's like, I'm not. He's Hesher's like drunk. He's mm -hmm. drunk and he's on that. It's Hesh. almost like all the emotions <laughs> are like built up, built up uh -huh. and exploding now. And he come, he kicks the door right. into the funeral. Sounds like thing. a Hallmark movie. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, Hellmark movie. She's not. <laughs> she's a dark he's like, he's like, I promised her one more walk and we're going on one more walk. Mm. And they all grab the casket and it's on like a roller mm. and they're just rolling it down the street <laughs> and it's this sounds like a comedy I, no David and I locked I'm eyes like, pictures with her Let's, no they're like running they're all crying mm -hmm. and I was just like <clears throat> anyways that that was like the last like crazy cry I had so when you movie. had that crazy cry that was an hour and a half in I obviously can't go into everything because <laughs> it would take forever but. but when you notice those bubbling emotions coming up on the inside what's your first thought well I was watching it by myself so it didn't <laughs> matter but like at church sometimes we'll be singing a song and I can feel it and I'm like sometimes I just can't control it and I just cry mm -hmm. anyways a lot of times I try I have to like check myself <laughs> I'm like I'm like don't do like what what am I crying about? But I think just like mm -hmm. being in the presence of God, sometimes you just like get especially singing, like mm -hmm. some of the songs like really speak to me in a certain way mm -hmm. and really speak to issues and things that I'm ha maybe having mm -hmm. on that certain day. And so maybe well, I'd say the last time I cried was probably this morning in church. So mm -hmm. um but that's typically usually one song will give me. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes Jesus they'll do. Jesus loves. Yes, yeah. he does. Sometimes Terrence and Amber will be up there and they do three in yeah. a row, and I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> and the youth kids look back, and I'm like. <laughs> I'm like no, bugging them. I'm not what crying. You, I'm not, you better put your phone away. Anyway, you know what? I think it's healthy for for men to cry, be okay with crying, and to model that for others. I'm so sweaty. I shouldn't have rapped for like two minutes. <laughs> I told you. I had one client. He's like, I'm, I'm emotionally numb, and I wish I could cry. And I asked him, I said, have you ever seen your dad cry? And he sat there quiet. And he's, you know, he's an older teen. He goes, you know what? No. I've never seen my dad cry. And so there's almost, I mean, of course, there's other reasons, obviously. But there's that connection. And so I've, I've seen my parents cry, obviously, you know, church and all that stuff. But um, I think it's okay to, to, to share and express your emotions and, and that it's also helpful for other people to see that, uh, that it's acceptable. All right, Brandon. Um, sorry, I went way <laughs> yeah, too Yeah, you, you, you sure did. I'm like, Kelsey, is he ever going to finish? Zach, no, I'm not. Zach, go back, cut out, just talk no, about the part where they're it. at the it funeral. Cut out All everything right, except the Brandon? title of the movie. Um. It's not the movie that made me cry like last, but it was like the mm -hmm. biggest cry I've had in the movie. Probably uh, it's Milo and Otis. 
with the oh. cat and dog. <laughs> it's so the sad. You must start crying right now. There was, it's like the part <laughs> where they separated. It, they're on a log or something yes. in a river. I don't know if it was it's the at cat the beginning. Or the, yeah. yeah. And I just remember sitting there like, oh no. Like, and I was like, so, I thought I was going to die. How old were you? Um, He's like last week. Like 15. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you're what a, a weirdo. What 15 year old male. <laughs> Is watching Milo and Notice. It's my comfort movie. <laughs> cry baby. Just sat here and was like, it's oh good to God. cry, but not you. <laughs> I mean, there, yeah, there's a place in time. Dave has double standards about everything. I do. I like to play the devil's advocate. You notice he started over here so he can be last. <laughs> and he can kind of gauge what made everybody else cry. And then he'll go, I cried at Rambo. (laughs) (laughs) Dave, you've never even seen Rambo. I haven't. And I haven't even seen, uh, what's the other one? The boxing dude? Rocky. Rocky? I've seen like one of the 10 Rockies. borderline terrorism. I'm (laughs) saying that you've never seen it. I'm calling it. I did watch the Logan Paul versus uh, Floyd Mayweather fight. And I did find that entertaining. Yeah. So, okay. So Milo noticed. All right, Kels. Okay, I'm actually going to change my answer, so sorry, James, but we we can talk about it here in a moment. But I would say the movie Seven Pounds, if you've ever seen I'm that. Not seen, is that one with Will Smith? It is. And they should make one about my life called 300. <laughs> <laughs> and people would cry just looking oh, at the movie poster. It would be me trying to pick up, it'd be me trying to tie my shoes. <laughs> And my face would be Photoshop purple. <laughs> no, I'm oh my sweating. goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you need anyway. to be an SNL writer. You really could. Oh my gosh. Um, but. Uh, I, I actually don't remember the whole premise of the story, but this guy is basically trying to atone for something bad that he did. I don't remember. So mm. he, the jellyfish movie. Was he killing himself with jellyfish? Or yeah, like in a that's bathtub pounds, or something. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But I, anyway, I, yeah. But, that's but all I remember. Basically, I've, I've it's it, he's like, like sacrificing himself for other people. And like when he ends up passing away, he like donates his organs and oh. body parts and stuff to like these people that were affected by whatever he did in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Like I said, I don't quite remember, but it was just really overwhelming and kind of like what James said with church sometimes, like that's mm-hmm. how I feel during worship. Like we're both ball bags at church mm-hmm. during worship. We're just both crying. So it's just, yeah. it's just a feeling of just being so overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other movie I was going to say in the beginning is we have both said before that the very first movie we ever remember crying to um, was my dog Skip? Ooh. What? Yeah. Oh, yes. oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Brandon's when, about to start crying. Not my dog. Skip. When he hits, when he hits the dog in oh the outfield. Oh my gosh! So, oh my so And the dog sad. runs off. Is this a kid movie? Yeah. yeah. That sounds pretty. Yeah. More. I mean, and then I mean, immediately movie. after that, Skip gets hit in the head with the shovel by <laughs> Moonshiners. Don't laugh. And then the kid That's shows horrible. up to the doctor. <laughs> That like vet, veterinarian what walks kind of in. Movie is this? And my dog Skip is the dog hanging out the rest of the day. <laughs> yes, he went and got a lawyer. Yes. My dog the Skip. dog's cross-eyed. The yeah. rest of the He's like, I have permanent damage. You've affected my career. That's <laughs> there was a dog harmed in the making of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of that movie. Dude. Don't watch it sounds it. like my a horror Skip. movie. No, it's, it's good. Oh it's a, it's an amazing movie. Well, and especially watching it as a child, you know. Yeah, yeah I was like, and, what? 
11 I, when it came well that, out. That was the like thing. That. So, like, every Disney movie where every parent is dying, every cartoon, I'm bawling, I'm crying. I go. But one of the very first movies that I ever remember crying in, Bambi. And I'm like, oh, this little deer movie, and it's going to be okay. And when the mom gets shot, and then the little baby deer is like, mom. And it's like running around. It's traumatized. <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> and that means you're a psychopath. <laughs> but I'm like, this is a kid's movie. And so even like after that, to this day, like I, I, I'm the person that will total my car and kill everyone in it before I run over a turtle. You know what I'm saying? Like I yeah. can't even like I will put everybody's what? life. Didn't, didn't your, put everybody's that? life in jeopardy? Didn't your to not vehicle hit a bunny like murder a deer <laughs> yeah, last year, last right summer? No, listen. Me and Zach were driving down uh, the other day. It was nighttime, and literally we're going up a hill, so you don't really see much. And then as we're going down the hill, there's this little bunny fufu <laughs> sitting in the middle of the road. And as soon as the lights hit him, he sticks its head up, and then Zach's like, "Oh crap!" And then he runs it over, and we hear a. <laughs> and I, I was like gonna throw up i'm like we just decapitated but <laughs> we just decapitated bunny fufu and like that will ruin my day so to this day like i can't hunt i can't do any of that stuff because i'm, I'm just too emotional i'm like i, I couldn't can't imagine see. dave holding a gun <laughs> <laughs> you know what we could have you do that and take you to an NRA meeting, and they you would just honestly, be like, you know what, gun rights. You no, know, I actually, I went shooting, as you guys know, a little while ago, and actually it was a lot of fun. But like hunting and killing, I just, and gutting, and uh, not for me. I think if I got a clean shot, I'd probably feel okay. I think if I had to go up and like... Slice his throat. Whoa. Yeah, I don't know. That would be... You looked too skilled at doing that just now. He's just he like... Yeah. Please help. Yeah, he knew. <laughs> Okay, so now... Practice makes perfect. (laughs) My My therapist therapist friends! (laughs) So now we're back, and the next part of our session is we are going to talk a little bit more about adulting and what that journey has been like. So let's go ahead and start with Kelsey this time. And you're how old again? You should never ask a woman that, but I am. (laughs) The way you pause, I'm like, you know you're getting old when you don't remember how old you are. 25, five times over. I am am 30. Oh my, yeah, you are old. I know. (laughs) David, aren't you like 31? Yeah, I I, honestly, somebody asked me the other day and I literally could not remember. I'm like, am I 31 or 32? I'm like, that's how old I am. Like, this is what old feels like. So you're you're 30. Mm -hmm. Share with us kind of like, what got you up to 30? What were some of the bigger challenges? <laughs> the most difficult thing for me was um, getting my education. So I did go to college right after high school. Um, but what I initially started to go to school for is completely different than what I'm doing now. Um, and also sticking with it. Um, I, I kind of wish I would have done a gap year um, to take some time to figure out what exactly it was that I wanted to do. Because mm-hmm. um, I feel like I did waste a lot of time and money on classes that mm-hmm. I I don't utilize to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I would have been able to start my career earlier if I hadn't, um, you know, been so like back and forth on what exactly I wanted to do when so I grew up. So would you say that would be a sign for those that are listening that are not sure, like, <clears throat> when do you take a gap year? When do you know to take a gap year? So you were not 100% confident 
with what you wanted to do, you had a good idea. Mm-hmm. And so with that, you're, if you were telling your younger self any advice, it would be to maybe do a gap year to. Yeah. that it, I mean, that it's okay to take some time to figure out what you want to do. Um, <clears throat> because by the time that I really figured out this is what I want to do. Everybody that I had went to high school with was already graduated with their bachelor's. Mm-hmm. So I, d- I didn't get my bachelor's. I was 27 yep. when I graduated with my bachelor's. And um, so again, I just felt behind mm-hmm. from everybody else because I, you know, just took some more time to figure out what I actually wanted to do with my life. And mm-hmm. But here I am. <laughs> so a lot of it was hard because you're trying to figure out who you are, mm-hmm. what you want to do, uh, doing different classes, and then um, it, it took you a little bit longer, which me too. I was 28. I think when I finished my bachelor's, cause I also wasted a lot of time and energy and money on what he didn't want to take too. a university experience class. So he switched schools every semester. No, it was my ACTs. I got my master's without ever taking my ACT. Wow. <laughs> so if That's you, if so you want to get out of taking your ACTs, let me know and I'll let you know how to do it. All right, so Brandon, what about you? What's been some hard things for you with adulting? Because you're how old? 19. He's like, never ask a lady how old she is. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, I got James on that one. All right, <laughs> He's like, All right so uh, you're 20. I'm 19. Oh, yeah, you're young. Night All pup. right. He's a so pup. 19 years old, you got one year into college. Are you 100% confident with what you want to do, where you're going? Um... No, honestly, I feel like there's still a lot of maturing I have to do in order to actually understand like what even the concept of a like full-time job opportunity is Mm because it's like, I don't know, it's like really difficult to understand how, you know, in high school you have so much social time and Mm -hmm. it's just homework and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And now as you're getting older into college, it's a lot harder to be able to balance those and you just have to be mature and look at it and be like, you know, I have to do homework first. Mm-hmm. And I never had that as a choice. I always picked friends over that, which was right. bad grades. And so bad grades for Brandon was a B plus. All right. No. <laughs> so You're, oh, Rex. He went to a bougie private school, so it's like straight A's. My GPA dropped less. to a three point nine. <laughs> no. Might as well drop out. <laughs> so you're still living at home. Yeah. And now you're in college and you're becoming more independent. How has that been with still living at home at the same time with adulting? Uh, I think it makes it a lot easier, actually, because oh. you have, like, the uh, – I have great parents that still, you know – I, growing up, had a lot of things provided for Lies. me. Lies. <laughs> 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 and it's just, it makes it Brandon, say what you were – say what you said about your mom earlier <laughs> before we started recording. I, yeah. Zach he was like totally gross. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was, I was like, I yeah. wouldn't even talk to my mom that way. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're doing okay with being at home. I'm joking. And then juggling all these other. <laughs> <laughs> home, three, three weeks from He's now, his mom with comes black in eye. with the paddle. <laughs> I'll get my phone taken away and have it back the same day. <laughs> yeah. Telling on yourself. Yes, Brandon, I said. I said, who wears the pants in, in your family? He goes, I do. I was like, yep, I could see that. He's like, they're jorts. But yes, me. 
Now we're going to move into the next portion of our podcast with the mindful minute where we are aware of our surrounding and also internally what's going on with our thoughts, mind, emotion, behaviors. And so uh, we are going to listen to something and be mindful of whatever it triggers within. And none of us know except for James what he's going to play. So this is a mystery. And we're going to try to maintain composure at the same time validate any feelings we have. And I'm going to win. Ever, no, there's kidding. no winning. Yes, James in mindful minutes. Dave, that's what a loser says. Okay, so <laughs> on the best team. Here we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the best player on the worst team. Okay, here we go. Start the time now. There's not enough. There's too much carbon monoxide in the room. I'm like dying. Stop! I'm gonna throw up. You got ten seconds. Hey, we struggled. All right, time. <laughs> that one dude sounded like he was throwing up his guts. I know. I'm like, yeah. that like literally. It got me. It got. So, I, I didn't. I mean, I oh. I found the sounds for today, but I did not realize Ooh. that was pretty. There for a second, I was like, "What did I click on?" <laughs> yeah. I, like, I was like, like "I'm gonna lose yeah. computer <laughs> privileges for a week." <laughs> okay. Uh. Welcome back. All right, now we are in the last final part of our podcast, and today's theme was adulting. And so uh, uh, we have guests Brandon and Kelsey. Brandon's a college student. Kelsey is uh, HR, leadership, management, female, working at a job. So there's something in therapy called motivational interviewing therapy, MI. And all it's it's about encouraging people to stay on the right track to confirm and solidify the right choices. Today, me and James are going to do the counter opposite. We are going to try to convince um, them to do something that they don't want to do or to consider. <laughs> they look so scared. Isn't they have no clue. Like- <laughs> He's like, is it, this is male practice. <laughs> so we're going to start with Brandon. Mm-hmm. So Brandon, you are a college student. Right. And this is your first year. Right. What has been some concerns and difficulties you've had this first year in college? What do you mean by that exactly? What's been hard? Uh, I guess keeping up with the pace of like doing it yourself. You don't have a teacher mm. reminding you when there's homework. You have to actually like it, go online and look. Do you work a job right now? No. No. So where does your money come from, or like how do you how are you able to do stuff? Um, I mow my lawn once a week 
That counts. <laughs> and I get money from it. That's How called much? a chore in IHOS. <laughs> James yeah. is like, you're supposed to get paid for that? Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing it for free He's this whole time. He's calling his mom. Mom, Kelsey's not paying me. <laughs> I know you're getting a study. <laughs> I you're found the contract. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in college and it's hard trying to do self-discipline. So... Have you ever thought about maybe dropping out of college and taking a year off, like Kelsey was saying earlier? No. Kinda You've no. never even thought about it. Cross your mind. Like, maybe I should just take a semester off, maybe take a break. No. Why not? The grind don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did, so, But you didn't take any time off in between. No. So you've, ne- you've never even taken time to find out like who you are as a person yet. I feel like you can do that while doing school. While living at your mom's house. Oh, wait, what? While living (laughs) at my mom's house, yeah. The shade. (laughs) So you you are 100% convinced and confident that you want to be a therapist. Yeah. And some of the classes you've been in has not made you question that. There's been a couple. Yeah? Do you share? Uh, (laughs) Well... After we're, we're being... like sharks in the water. <laughs> <I> <laughs> <know>. <laughs> we will convince you to try. Hand me a starburst. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like chum. I'm just like yes. All right. Sorry, yeah. What, what, what was that class? What was going on? Um, social work. I mm. was you know gaslighted by David Wormuth <laughs> to join the social work class. Join the cult. Imagine <laughs> that. What do we talk about last I hope my week? employers are hearing this, how many people I've convinced to I become know. the next gen. I know. So uh, in the class, what about it that you didn't like? Um, I just didn't like how it was all focused on like one. I don't know. The social work class I did, it was only focused on children. Mm-hmm. And I don't like children. So... While working in therapy, you're working with a lot of children. I mean, like, specifically only kids. Like, I want to be able to work with, like, teenagers and adults at the same time. That's why I... We're all kids. We're all children of God. Mm -hmm. Right. Amen. (laughs) And David Berg says, you need to flirty fish. Anyway, go back to last week. You'll understand. So, So, do you know how much people can make? Do you think you can make a livable income being a therapist? I haven't really looked at that. I doesn't really. So then why are you going to college for something if you don't know if you can never move out of your parents' house with? It's a full-time job. I know I can, obviously, with some saving if it's not that much. But, you know. Do you know how many years it's going to take full-time? No. Are you tired of being bossed around all the time? I used to hate that. He's like, is this a joke? You guys will not break me. That's what he's thinking. I don't know how you do it. I, I really don't because when I got done with high school, mm-hmm. I was like, there is no way. My dad literally dragged me to the ACT, signed me up for school, <laughs> and I went every morning and I slept in my car. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went home and then I dropped out too late. It was terrible. Anyways, I say that to say, like, I when I got done with high school, I was like, not even a year. I mean, because my mom works for the career center or did work for the career center. Mm-hmm. And she told me, she was like, Go out and just see if you can find a job that you like without a degree Mm -hmm. because she's like, it's pointless to go spend that money and all that time and then get out and find out, oh, I don't mind being a manager of a Sonic or, you know what I mean, working at a factory or whatever else you can do. You know what I mean? Like, And you did, right? Yeah. Yeah. And And I hated it. 
I guess so it felt like confirmed to go this back to college. times two. Like it feels like a sauna in here right now. If I had a Tyvek Let's suit just on, it. Let's I would. Be mindful of the sauna. Mindful I am. Of the discomfort. I'm just sitting Let's in just a puddle of me. It's disgusting. <laughs> the wipe down the chair. It's hurts. Yeah, no, the 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 cup of water is upside down. So what do you want to be before spilling. you wanted to be a therapist? I wanted to be a detective. So why not reconsider that? Um, it's too gross. Says who? Me. My own boundaries. I, but detective work me, is not always bloody and gory. Let, let me tell you that not always. Like it'd be big business. You could like do asset breaking, protection yeah. stuff where you work in stores. I do homicide detective, I guess, like forensics. Oh, uh, before. Yeah. That's yeah. what you consider. Yeah. So, and it is rough. As somebody who took homicide course, yeah. both of them, I, yeah, yeah. it's very. Traumatizing. It's like yeah. mentally draining while you're in it because mm-hmm. you spend hours inside of a book that has However, crime scene photos. However, you also realize that working with therapy clients, they, they're they telling you that trauma. They're telling you how they survived mm-hmm. uh, somebody getting murdered or, or how they But sur- it's different when you see it and then hear it. Uh, you can literally have PTSD from hearing horror stories. I've heard some pretty bad things in my lifetime, and I'm fine. He listened but to one little day, John song. Every- <laughs> <laughs> what? Yay! Okay. He's like, oh my goodness, I've seen some things. This dude must have schizo. <laughs> you scared, you scared. <laughs> But it's different uh, when you you're hearing it all day, every day. What horror stories of trauma after yeah. trauma, and in fact they call it vicarious trauma. That okay, vicarious. <laughs> is that a threat? <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, I. It's uh, called vicarious trauma, and that's where helping professionals are trying to help others, and yet they can develop traumatic symptoms and not even realize it after trying to help people. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that doesn't concern you at all? No. Do you feel like you're a little naive? No. He's naive, yep. That no. just answered the question. <laughs> if you don't think you you're naive, it. you're naive. All right. All right, next. Okay, so we did not convince you to drop out of college, so we'll try again later. All right, all right. Kelsey, we're moving on to you. So, Kelsey, currently where are you employed at? Uh, and how long have you been there? Two years. What? And <laughs> it sounds so cool in the headphones. That's why I keep doing it. I know. Okay, so yeah, you... so what are the what are the top three? What are the top three reasons why you want to quit? <laughs> I doubt any of her. This is like the listen, worst therapy. So. That's what I tell you. Um, listeners. It's called the opposite yeah. of motivational interview. Did you go to a therapy and experience these things? You may have a malpractice suit on your hands. I know, and I'm never going to get licensed in the state of Missouri. Um, I would say the big one for me is uh, the home and work-life balance. Mm-hmm. So I'm Sucks. salaried, which mm. I have a work phone. So you're and on the clock, around the, the clock. Yes. Mm-hmm. If they call me at 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm supposed mm-hmm. to answer the phone at 3 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. If it's Saturday, Sunday, I'm supposed to answer. I have, mm-hmm. you know, I bring my laptop home every night. It's I bring a lot of... in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. I mean, there... Or several times I come I home from working, you know, nine, ten hour days, yeah. and then I pull my computer out and I work. I'm like, listen, a little bit more. This is your, these are my hours to <laughs> sit and yell at you. Yeah. <laughs> Tell them you'll call them back after I get yeah, done. Yeah, because you hire and fire people, right? <laughs> I have, yes. And do, would you say that's conducive with your personality? Mm, it's 
somewhat. No! Oh, okay. Yeah. James, I'm getting What? <laughs> <laughs> so you enjoy hiring and firing people? I enjoy hiring. But not the firing. Yeah. I'm it, too much of a softie. Uh-huh. So yeah. it's hard to let people go or call them out on their stuff. And you have mm-hmm. to do that where you work. Yeah. And so that's been hard on you sometimes emotionally, mm-hmm. which has made you wonder, why am I still here? Yes. So what's an, a couple other reasons why you want to quit? Mm, I would say another one is just the uh, company culture. Mm. Um, so James and I have talked about this a lot. I personally feel like there are things that could be worked on, mm-hmm. but we're so stuck in this is the way we've always done it, and mm-hmm. there's no reason to change it if it works. Have you ever but, seen like Mad Men mm-hmm. where they smoke the cigarettes and the, <laughs> it's like a the colors club. are it very muted very much and it's like club. after yeah. Vietnam. So maybe maybe we should <laughs> yeah. bleep out where I work then. Take that, George. works for fired. HR and she's going to get fired. She's <laughs> yeah. going to fire herself. Take that, George. And then she's going to hire herself back. I'm going to get her fired. Okay, so thank you for your honesty. So when are you putting your two weeks notice in? Well, my husband and I, because we are a team. Uh-huh. Team. Laramore. Laramore, yeah. yeah. And there's no uh, Indian giving. You can't give him back to his mom. Yeah. yeah no, she. I'm not I, going I, back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she wouldn't take you back. So. <laughs> She'd be like, what? <laughs> no way. No. So you're, you've been there for two years. You've learned a lot. You've worked mm. a lot. Have you ever heard the term whistleblower? Yes. Have you ever been tempted? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's oh, blowing yeah. the whistle several times. <laughs> I, I, Zach, I like... put a train train. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a semi, not a train. Oh. <laughs> Maybe it's a train, too. I don't know. <laughs> so Make murder face at Dave. Just like. So on a scale from 1 to 10, 10, like, I want to quit really bad. One being I don't want to quit at all. Where are you at? Seven. Whoa. Teen. Okay. Seventeen. <laughs> so where would you like to work instead? Don't say it. But I want to be a. I want to be a stay-at-home wife. Stuff. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, Bum off a of James for once. I, You're gonna win the Powerball, I and do then think... we'll both be stay-at-home wives. <laughs> I, you guys, I, I, I have a story for another time. Oh, say it, Dave. I have a youth, and it, he's convinced by his mom. A youth that's convinced by his mom. When we win the lottery, when mom wins, gets the winning numbers, then we're gonna go and move out and. Do all the and I'm like I know who this is. Like he's convinced by his mom, and his mom's probably convinced too. Like keep scratching, mm-hmm. and then you know they can have all their dreams come true. I heard if yeah. you keep scratching, it gets infected. <laughs> <laughs> I would have hated you as a student if I was your your teachers. Must have had a lot of patience. They either loved you. me or they hated me. There was no in between. Like most people, yeah. yeah. We were, yeah. Yeah, pretty okay, much. Okay, so James. Come on, Dave. <laughs> Try me. I'm, he rolls think, his eyes. He's like, there ain't nothing you can say. I've been trying to get... These pants are going to fit way better by the time I stand up. <laughs> I'm, it's just like... So, James, you're in school right now, too. Dehydrated, Dave. You're at Walden University. 
Mm-hmm. How long? How many semesters have you got in? I don't even think it, one, if that. And does it feel like forever? <sighs> yeah. How many times have you thought about quitting? He's I haven't not thought allowed. about quitting. I know what the big picture is, and so it's just staying motivated. I think. Mm-hmm. How do you stay unmotivated? How do I stay unmotivated? Yeah. YouTube. That really. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keep going. <laughs> Kelsey. <laughs> Kelsey's got a list. She pulls out her phone. This is really I'm, an intervention I'm like for you, a James. Master procrastinator, though. Like mm-hmm. I, I can think of everything else besides the task I need to get done. Like I know it's there, yeah. but I'm just like, nah. That's I, how I am. I with only po- need three hours to get it done, and yeah. then I'm like, I only need two hours to get it done. <laughs> Oh, and I only need like one hour. And then I'm like, I, it's doing 10 minutes. I'm like that like, with pooping. I'm like, I'm pooping and then I'm watching these videos on Facebook. What does that have like to go Facebook. through school? I procrastinate. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's procrastinating. Like you're just waiting. Lots of <laughs> Okay. I so, didn't say a cuss word. So procrastinating, staying unmotivated. And how has Kelsey not been supportive for you in your school journey? Um, <laughs> we're a team. So. I'm surprised you guys are even yeah. answering these questions. Like I'm, like I'm really testing yeah. y'all. No, see. we're gonna ask you questions next, um, Dave. So I'm scared. Yeah, but well, I'm sure I have. I mean, I don't. This I can't think of in the marriage counseling. I'm in the middle of one too. Brandon feels and very feel unsafe. Really. <laughs> Hold me back, Brandon. Brandon's like, this was way worse than that little John song I heard. <laughs> we both get you to rethink therapy. No. I, not anything off the top of my head. I know that we had... I'm, I'm, I should be a politician. I like flip-flop on what I want to do all the time. <laughs> so that's probably really hard for her. And then, but a lot of times my decisions change based on things she's going through or dealing with. So it's, there are certain things, but it's not like anything that she can control. So mm-hmm. just kind of. So not you, intentional. Is that what you're so saying? So with procrastinating and having all this unsupported I would rather, motivation. So would at you consider, one point we had talked about me just quitting, quitting my, my full-time job. And just focusing on school so I could get through it quicker. Mm-hmm. But due to the amount of stress that she deals with at her job, we've talked about her quitting her job and then I, and then her getting a job somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And then we would make less money, but I would rather her be happy. So that makes that very like hard to want to do that because it was like, oh, we're like right there. We just, mm-hmm. we had this plan, but then it's like, okay, now. But it's more. I think it's more important to be happy than it is to like. I I can focus. You know what I mean. So like, it sounds like a lot is going on. So why not consider just taking one class a semester instead of two or three? Because I don't want to be in school for four years again. I want it. Kelsey did. She was in school yeah, forever. Well, ever. That's great. I did. I was in school forever. I don't care. I'm not. (laughs) I don't be done with my masters by the time I'm getting my A or P card. (laughs) I'm not that old. All right. Okay. Well, that brings us to the end of our podcast today. That was the opposite of motivational interviewing, using strategies that. And wait a second. What I posted earlier today, and your brother Dan Dan 
Is that how you say it? Is that the right he one? He goes by Daniel, but we call him Dan Dan. Oh, Daniel. Uh, and so I just kind of posted about like things that he would... I was supposed to do this at the intro, but you've listened to all the episodes so far, so I'm sure you're hearing this. So he wanted us to answer some questions about... Um, Good practices to maintain good mental and emotional health. Do we have time? I think we're good. I think we're at like 45 minutes. Okay. Yeah, we just hit 45 minutes. Okay, what was his question? His question was, good practices to maintain good mental and emotional health. Things people can do to become more emotionally resilient. Mm. Okay, so let's hear from our guests uh, what have you been doing for your emotional mental health while being in school and still living at home, Brandon? Uh, working out. Okay. Physical exercise. Yeah. How often? Uh, I usually work out every morning mm-hmm. and I mean, it's a really good stress reliever. Okay. So do you feel like, uh, emotionally, what do you feel before? And then what do you feel emotionally after working out? <laughs> Release. <laughs> he needs to edit that out. <laughs> the, the tea's done. <laughs> um, like, do you ever dread working out? Like, oh, I got to work out, but I never. know I'm going to feel I good. love it. <laughs> when I... <laughs> I'm sorry, this is Brandon. I don't know how you feel about working out, but I've been a fan of it for a long time. Yeah. yeah so I mean, afterwards, like you... Okay. <laughs> All right, Kelsey, what about for you? Dave, you ever work out? Yo, you work out every night, don't you, before I, you go to bed? About three times a week. And it helps Dave sleep deep. So <laughs> About three times a week I go to Planet Fitness. Dang. What was the question again? What do you do? What are some practices that help promote uh, mental and emotional well-being? Yeah, do you ever work out, babe? Never. Oh. How's that laundry get done, James? How those dishes get clean, James? How's those floors get swept, James? So nagging at James is helps your mental health. No, I I would say that I rely on my husband a lot. So like he just said earlier, like you know we had this plan Mm. uh, for him to finish school, and then due to what was going on with me, Mm -hmm. we flipped it to adjust to me. So I mean, I find. Um, talking with my husband or a friend or whoever, you know, just kind of getting it all out there. And luckily he was able and willing to re like reassess his plans. Let me ask me. though. You, so with clients, a lot of times we talk about, we assess problem solving skills. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people have a real hard time asking for help, even when they need to. Have you always been that good at asking for help or, no. you know, no. yeah. how did you, Learn that skill. She lives with me. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I live with James. <laughs> I mean, prior to that, so um, I know Brandon says he works out, but I really like to journal. Mm-hmm. And so um, I don't as much as I used to or would like to, but mm-hmm. that was super helpful for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like before him and I got together, because I didn't really feel like I had anybody yeah. that I could like just spill my guts to, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I would do a lot of journaling. Would you, you stop? Know, <laughs> he's over there just taunting her. I know. So I think, uh, but you brought up a good point because I, it, as a therapist, there's limitations to journaling. Mm-hmm. You know, like we encourage our clients to journal and talk mm-hmm. to other people. Yeah. And I think 
it's important that we don't just go to the journal only because we have trust issues or because we have a hard time asking for help or we are scared people are going to judge us. So I think journaling can be helpful to process the day mm-hmm. and we don't want to only use journaling mm-hmm. for therapy. Yeah. So I that's interesting. Okay. James, what about you? How do you build up emotional resiliency? I just like to work out a lot. Um, no, just kidding. I'm If you've seen me, I'm not working out. Well, not working out. So... Um, I would say for me, a big thing Dave wants to hit me in the head. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So for me personally, I think getting to an age where you're mature enough to analyze. And I've used that for a long time, even before I really got into mental health stuff and really started to understand what it means to process out of your emotions and really trying to figure out where you're at. Mm -hmm. The, I do a lot of, and I think I might've talked about this before, but like looking at the root cause of your feelings and why you're feeling that way mm-hmm. and what you've come to find or what you might find out about yourself is that you have a deep rooted issue that might not have been something that happened last week or the last hour or yesterday. It might be something that happened to you as a kid that you never fully processed out of. And so that's why you're continually falling into the same patterns. Um, And so I think to be more emotionally resilient, it's very important for you to identify what is that cause? What is the reason that I'm continuing to make the same mistake? Mm -hmm. And so I would say like analysis, which can be done with journaling. You can take the time Mm -hmm. and set and look at my, you know what I mean? Set and look at my, the situation I'm in and what are, because you're reflecting, you're reflecting on the day and how you're feeling and, and, and what it was like. And then, and then as it helps create a there's a brain in your heart and a lot of clients and youth and people they there's a disconnect between the brain and the heart Mm -hmm. so uh, they'll say um i feel uh disappointed and proud of myself at the same time over a certain matter you know and so sometimes it's like uh when we're using our five senses and we're communicating it out loud there's creating this connection uh, they say there's about 40,000 neurons in the heart alone that's mm-hmm. connected to the brain. And so sometimes it's like, if let's say, for example, I feel really sad right now. And I say, even though I feel really sad, I am willing to love myself. Yeah. Even though I'm really mad right now, I'm willing to accept this emotion as valid. If I say it out loud, then the ears in my heart's listening. And then there's that connection made. If I'm only thinking it and I'm not getting it out there and processing it mm-hmm. verbally, or written or um, talking to somebody about it, then there's this silence and then there's this low tolerance for stressors in life. Well, I think that's some of it too. Like, so you talked about being able to get it out, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever that, like once you identify that root cause, talking about it, dealing with it. Mm -hmm. But I feel like, I think one of the things that held me up for a real long time and made it even harder to process those emotions and be resilient with the emotions I was dealing with is I had a tendency to, I'm feeling that emotion right now. And so I'm going to act on it and I'm going to say things with that emotion, Mm -hmm. not with thought, not with thought out, really looking at everything that's going on around me. I would just say, I'm talking with my hate. I'm talking with my anger. I'm talking with my sad. And then it made it, then you almost create another root cause right. and then you, you continue to make these mistakes. Yeah. Um, or, you know, you continue to, you make it worse. It's like, di- it's like digging a hole 
and you're trying to find the root cause and then you find the root cause, but you keep like digging past it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, um, I think it's just, uh, I think, I think it's good to give yourself time and really analyze yeah. what you're dealing with. That's yeah. And not to be scared of those negative feelings, not to be scared of, Oh, you know, it's not okay for me to feel sad or feel this way or feel disappointed. It is okay. Emotions are just valid. They're, they're just there to keep us human yeah. to keep us alive and to protect us and uh, connect us. And for an insanity defense. So, David, <laughs> what are you... You're the therapist. You're the reason Time's they pay... Up. You're the reason they pay a dollar a month to hear us ramble on about nonsense. So, what would you suggest? What do you use for yourself, or what do you suggest to clients as far as maintaining good mental and emotional health um, and being resilient with your emotions? Yeah, I would say with the emotions, it's okay to have different kind of emotions. I will say uh, two things. First thing is there's an emotion chart, uh, the emotion wheel. And especially for even adults, a lot of times we feel certain basic emotions and then there's underlying emotions. Like I had a client who was just so mad about something that happened. And I said, and she's like, that's all I can feel. But then I, I handed her the emotion wheel and she's like, I also felt violated because of X, Y, Z. I also felt humiliated or embarrassed. Right. So there's those other emotions that's going on behind that anger to help us uh, connect the dots, like the root cause. The other thing is, and I could go to two tracks, but I'm going to go ahead and just stick with uh, self-acceptance and commitment therapy. So in that, there are these things called even though statements, um, because our emotions sometimes hold us back from uh, enjoying life or persevering through life. And so if we say out loud these even though statements, it helps us accept who we are, our emotions, the negative ones, and we're processing that. Uh, So for um, example, if you have a lot of self-hatred, shame, guilt, even though I hate myself or I hate the way I look, I am willing to love myself. I am willing to keep on trying, even though I I don't feel like going to school or I don't feel like going to work, I am willing to do my best and give my best. Even so you always preface it with even though, because you're validating the negative and then you're also validating the commitment to overcome that negative. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? I, I speaking, um, I had a youth one time who felt emotionally numb and that was their homework assignment. And they said for the first time they were able to cry because they had the skill to accept themselves. Even though I feel really sad, deep loss, deep grief right now, I'm willing to love myself and comfort myself like because I Hesher. am worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Usher's cousin, Hesher. Yeah. So even those statements. All right. Well, that brings us to our end. Thank you guys for joining and listening. And uh, next week, uh, we will be talking about discipline and uh, self-discipline, disciplining others. Ah! And so what that's going to be like. Get to your room. (laughs) (laughs) Capital punishment versus not or uh, creative strategies with discipline. And so we want to also give a special thanks to our guests. Yeah, Thank you guys for joining us today. And uh, hopefully you guys found it insightful as we did. And good job. We didn't break you as much as we tried. Yeah. So yeah, until next James, time. So we, we get, <laughs> you yeah. can't. Yeah. yeah. She's like talking about resilience. Yeah. yeah. She's already mentally yeah. broke. <laughs> she's like, she's sticking around for the contract oh. money. <laughs> She gets a she gets like a sign on bonus or <laughs> a monthly. Oh, she gets that new child tax credit every yeah. month, three hundred bucks. Yeah, 
Yeah, she gets the five Gs. So. All right, everyone, so. remember you are. You are loved. You are cared about. You are awesome. Have a blessed week. And oh, snap. I forgot to look up a Bible verse. So what we applies to our lives God has a lot to say in his book. First Corinthians 13:11. When I was a child, I spoke like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up my childish ways. You are loved, you are cared about, you are awesome. Have a blessed week. Thanks again to our guest. And we will see you next week. I do it every week, every time. Darn it. All right. <laughs> this has been another episode of My Therapist Friend with David Wormuth and James Laramore. If you're interested in learning more, check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash MTF D and J. Thanks and have a great day. <laughs>